Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm John, just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And this week, the Daddy Sharps celebrate the holiday season by breaking down our best bets on college football games and the NFL on Christmas Eve and Christmas, the best kind of present. Going to be a great holiday season. And speaking of those NFL games, weather is going to play a huge factor in a lot of them. We've got like four degrees and 23 mile per hour winds in Chicago, eight degrees and 27 mile per hour gusts in Cleveland. So how much of a factor should the weather play in how you handicap those games? It should factor a lot in some cases like wind, but for just rain, does that really make a difference? We're going to try and break it down for you in our deep dive, give you a little deeper look. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. But first, let's break down our best bets from last week. John. The NFL was not kind to me as I went one and two, Mr. Luke. Pittsburgh at Carolina, minus two. Pittsburgh Rundy struggling the last three games. Uh, they held form into nine yards in this one. They really picked it up. Pittsburgh wins and the Daddy Sharps take the L. Then Dallas at Jacksonville. Luke, you tried to warn me about this one. You tried. I didn't listen. I liked my data here. And I barely missed the under 48 as they combined the score over 70. Barely outside. Barely. Barely. I came back strong with the teaser. New England plus seven and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. Philly minus four and a half at Chicago. We all know what happened in that New England game. And that, folks, is why you tease the games. (laughs) I ended up covering that one by a point and a half. And then uh, Chicago played tough. Raiders pull off the miracle. But the teaser Love those teasers, especially in those situations. Nice, well done. Hey, my first NFL bet was also a teaser. Bills minus seven and a half and the Packers minus seven. Both teams won. They covered the teaser, of course, and hooray for us. Cowboys of the Jaguars. I said, and I thought it sounded crazy coming out of my own mouth, the Jags pick them as the home dog at plus four. The data said to do it. The Jags covered, and they beat the Cowboys, who are not looking very good at all in these final weeks, John. Ooh, they look bad, don't they? Yes. And finally, I said take the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets over the Lions, and I was W-R-O-N-G, wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) Wow. Jets are messed up. They are a messed up team of quarterback, aren't they? Jets lost the game, and we did not cover that one. Lions are tough. Uh, college, we did a lot better here. We went two and one in the college ranks. Duluth Trading Company Cure Bowl, UTSA versus Troy. My best bet here was UTSA plus one and a half. Frank Harris in what seemed like his 1,000th game. This is going into his seventh year here. Had his worst game of the year of his collegiate career with three turnovers. They actually led 12-0 at one point. They went on to lose. Then... The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I called it my biggest mismatch of the week, and the data does not lie, my friend. They went up early. They scored early and often. They went 29 to 6. I actually bought this two more times. So I got a three and a half, minus four, minus five and a half. Covered it all easily. And then finally, the Frisco Bowl. Boise State at North Texas, plus 10 and a half for North Texas. That's the bet I took. De facto home game for them, only 30 minutes from school. And they actually led at some points in this game, but they were able to cover against Boise State with that quick strike. To the Wasabi 
Fenway Bowl. My best bet was the under in this one. 40. Louisville destroyed Cincinnati. The Bearcats took a huge L. 24-7. Count that one as a winner under 40. In the Boca Raton Bowl, I took Liberty and the points, plus four against Toledo. Liberty lost that game, but only by three. 21-19. That is a winner. The New Mexico Bowl, I leaned SMU minus five over BYU, but my best bet in this one was under 64 and a half. BYU won the game, but the score was just 24-23. The best bet under was a winner. But finally in the Bahamas Bowl, Miami versus UAB. UAB the favorite, giving 11. The Blazers won the game. But it was actually a pretty good game. It was a really good game. They had to stop the Red Hawks on the three-yard line with no time on the clock to win it. UAB, though, UAB, though did not cover that one. It was that tight. Was a that was a tight. It was that's okay, though. John, that's yeah. okay. You know why? We got more college ball. We do. It's time for this week's best bets in college football. John, start us off. Look, there's a lot of weather games this week. Let's go somewhere nice, warm, and tropical. What about the Hawaii Bowl, my friend? San Diego State University versus Middle Tennessee State University. No opt-out on either side, which is kind of rare right now. Middle Tennessee State has been a real hard team to handicap this year. They go into Miami early in the year, 25.5-point underdogs, and they win outright. Then they go on a three-game losing streak in the Conference USA. Now the Blue Raiders are on a three-game win streak against some of the worst teams in the entire conference. In fact, the schedule that these guys played was one of the worst in the country. San Diego State, on the other hand, they played Utah, Fresno State, Boise State, Air Force. These boys are battle-tested, and they're going to Hawaii on a work trip, my friend. They go to Hawaii every other year because Hawaii is in the Mountain West Conference, so they know exactly what to expect. They've been in the stadium before. I expect them to cover the seven, take San Diego State with the points. I, I like the pick, but I'm just saying about the weather. There are cold fronts everywhere, and I saw over the weekend that the Big Island had some pretty low temperatures, low of like uh, 48. <laughs> Wait till you hear the NFL picks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Mahomes go to the wishes he was there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let's go to the quick lane bowl, shall we, John? New Mexico State, the Aggies getting three and a half against the Bowling Green Falcons. The overrunner in this one is 47 and a half. Well, it looks like the Aggies quarterback, Diego Pavia, is going to play in this game, despite a hamstring injury. And there are rumors that he's going to, though they already did enter the transfer portal, but he's still going to play. And because of that, I'm leaning toward the Aggies to cover this one, actually. I, I know you disagree with me, three and a half. And this is why Bowling Green has the 16th worst defense in college football, although New Mexico State has the 19th worst offense. But look, it's three and a half. I'm just looking yeah. at that hook, and it's just staring me in the face. But that's just a lean, just a lean. My best bet is the over in this game, over 47 and a half. 47 is a key number. 48 is a key number in college football over-unders. It's hit in 2.89% of all college football games in the last five years, that's significant. I think 45 and a half is just telling us take the over. Also, for the Aggies, check this out. The over is 4 0 in the last four games, 9 and 1 following a win by 20 or more. For the Falcons, the over is 5 and 0 in bowl games, 4 0 in the last non conference games that they've played, 6 and 1 on neutral sites, and this game is being played at Ford Field in Detroit. 
So my best bet in this one, you better take the over 47 and a half. Next up, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor versus Air Force. My best bet here, Air Force plus four. No opt-outs here, but some coaching changes. Baylor went on a three-game losing streak, and their defensive coordinator and special teams coach were fired. They played some tough teams this year. Five of their six losses are the ranked teams. Three are still ranked right now. Air Force is the number one rushing team in the country. They're averaging over 300 yards on the ground a game. Some teams don't even pass for that much. Air Force defense is one of the best in the country, and it complements well with this ball control offense. And they are top 10 defensively in all the major categories. Yards allowed, passing yards, rushing yards, points. I expect this one to be a lower scoring game, long drives by the Air Force, and I'm questioning Baylor's motivation here. Are they excited to play? Air Force is looking for their fifth 10-win season. Baylor, I think they're just looking to end the season here, and this is a tough team. They're going to have to grind it out against Air Force, and I don't think anybody wants to grind out with Air Force. I like Air Force plus four. I like it too. You convinced me. Let's go to the Independence Bowl, shall we? Houston Cougars giving seven to the raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Louisiana. Let me try that again. Louisiana Lafayette. Do you like that little accent in there? I like that. I like that. You were working on that, dude. I, I yeah, and I messed it up. Um, hey, the over under in this one is fifty six and a half. I'm gonna focus on the over under in this one. I, I think this game has the potential to turn into a shootout. Here's why: Houston scores. Most of their points in the air. In fact, they are sixth best in college football, averaging averaging 321 yards per game passing. However, their pass defense is sixth worst in college football. Louisiana has a pretty solid defense. They're 60th in the pass defense. This is a team that you follow. Their, their defense is pretty solid, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So the question is then, can they stop the Cougars on every single down? And the answer would be no. They can't do that. <laughs> and then there's this. This game is going to be played on turf. I looked up the stats on this. The, the Cougs are 9-1 and one on the over-under on turf. Ooh. Raging Cajuns 5-5. Five and five. Cougs are 5-0 and oh on the over-under at this line, which is 56 and a half. So, you know, the Raging Cajuns are 1-1 one one on that. So it's a wash there. But but the opening for this game was 60. It's moved down to a point where I, I think you got to take the over. I am. For sure. On offense, Louisiana is going to play their backup QB, who was the starter at the beginning of the season. So, you know, that's that's I think that's a wash, too. Here's your biggest stat, though, the one that you love. I do. Turnover differential. The Raging Cajuns are plus eight, which is great. Houston minus seven. So what does that mean? More opportunities to score, John. My best bet is one over 56 and a half. Here's another little stat on this game, Mr. Luke. In the Daddy Sharps podcast, you, my friend, have given out for and against Houston picks. I do not think you've ever lost when Houston's involved. I'm not trying to jinx you here, but I'm going to ride you on this Houston pick here. Interesting. Yeah, I think you should. This is I I think this this is is a team you know very well. You you break them down very good. Going to be a shootout. It's going to be awesome. Well, it is not the frozen tundra, but it's pretty close. Seattle at Kansas City, my best bet here, over 49 and a half. A lot of weather games this week, and this is one of them, but I'm not scared off, my friend. It's just temperatures, not wind, not rain, and we'll get more into that in the deep dive. 
but I love the over-under here, 49.5. These are two of the highest-scoring offenses going against some very suspect defenses. My numbers show this should actually be a 52-point total. This could get even lower as more squares see this total and the weather, and they're going to start betting the under on it. In the last four games, these teams are putting up huge numbers. Seattle's averaging 55 a game. The Chiefs are averaging 52 a game. Lockett's out for Seattle. He's a key part of the offense, yes. But I do think that Kansas City's defense is suspect enough that the backup, Godwin, or Goodwin, excuse me, is still going to find success here. Let's not forget Kansas City's defense gave up 24 last week to the Houston Texans playing a QB rotation, and they're missing their top three playmakers on offense. My best bet here, take the over 49 and a half. I like that one too, John. I'm going to have to follow you on that one, my friend. It'll be a fun one to watch. That's a Christmas game. I'm hitting, and I'm surprised if you follow me on this one. Bengals given three at the Patriots. The over-under in this one is 40 and a half. The Bengals may look like the better team here, especially after last week's scorching scoreline against Tom Brady and the Bucks. However, John, the Bucks led the stats in that game all the way through, and they imploded with four turnovers. Patriots defense also is something that you should not overlook. Everyone is because they're looking at the Pats offense. Mm, This defense is good, and they're going to show it. 17 degrees at kickoff, 13-mile-per-hour wins. Not not factors, but this is a home game for the Patriots. The Patriots defense is fifth in yards allowed per play. They are eighth in yards allowed per passing attempt. Their pass rush is really good, and the Bengals O-line, if they had a weakness, As we all know, they've done better, but their weakness is that offensive line. Let's talk against the spread. The Patriots are 6-1 and against the spread against the Bengals specifically. And check this out. The Patriots are actually better than the Bengals when it comes to net yards per play on offense. Don't believe me? Look it up. <laughs> nice. Hey man, if you if you want to downgrade the Patriots on that stupid trick lateral play at the end of last week's game, I was watching it live. I was in a bar at the time and I started yelling, "Go, go, go, go!" just to cover that game and uh yes. yeah, everyone looked my way like, "What is he looking at, man?" But hey. <laughs> go ahead, be my guest. Be my guest and 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 bet against the Patriots because of that stupid trick play. The data on this one says Patriots all the way. My best bet is the Patriots plus three and a half. The line at my book right now is minus three. I think that's going to go up. I, I can't wait to get it. When I get it at three and a half, I'm going to bet it. You believe it. I like it, sir. We may be opposites on that game. We may have to make a side wager on what? that one, my friend. I know. I know. But you're you're convincing me here. I you're love convincing that. No, me. I love that. I love that. Stick to your guns. <laughs> Let's go. Side bet. Let's go. Yes. All right. Next one here. We got... We got a game I usually don't bet, the Thursday night football game. I'm looking at Jacksonville versus the New York Jets. My best bet here, Jacksonville plus one. Trevor Lawrence is playing like the guy we all thought he was going to be. He does have the turnovers, but he seemed to really clean them up over the last five. And Luke, can we just talk about somebody here for a second? Doug Pedersen. For a second here, I got to say, I actually did a story on this guy when we were in Seattle. He is from Ferndale, Washington, way up north near the Canadian border. He's the pride of Ferndale. His name is still all over that high school. His resume speaks for itself. Back up to Marino, back up to Favre, part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, 
Now, let's not forget, this guy almost turned Carson Wentz into an MVP. Then coached Nick Foles to a Super Bowl championship. He is working with what now some are calling the greatest QB talent out of college since Andrew Luck. Trevor Lawrence, 4-2 and two after Halloween, 4-1-1 one and one against the spread in that time. And here's a key stat for me, Luke. You already mentioned it. Turnovers. Lawrence has thrown seven picks on the year. However, you got to go back five games. He's only thrown one in the last five games. It's clicking right now for him. And I'm going to ride the Jacksonville Jaguars train that you introduced me to last week. I love the Jags plus one here. Yeah, Trevor's my uh, fantasy QB as well. Might be a keeper. Might be a keeper. Agree. Finally, a game, John, my good sir. Drink if you're playing that drinking game on the every time we say sir. <laughs> yes. A game I can actually bet. My Seahawks. Oh. Bet on them with confidence. We got two bets here. <laughs> I'm hitting the Hawks. Two bets on the Hawks. Hawks traveling to Kansas City again, like John said. Chiefs favored by 10 at my book, nine and a half in other places. The over-under in this one, 49 at my book. I think it's 49 and a half in other places, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chiefs will win this game. I, I think. I, I think they will. Their defense, though, is a problem. It took overtime for them to beat the Texans. That's a problem. Yes. The Chiefs' defense ranks 12th in yards allowed per play, which is 5.3. They also allow, this is interesting, teams to score on them in the red zone 69% of the time, which is second worst in the league. That they is not co- playoff football. No, it's not. They better get their act together. They can't cover a spread. We all see that. And uh-huh. their turnover differential is now minus six. So, we're talking a lot of bad things about the Chiefs. Uh, it's tough to talk about good things on the Seahawks side, though. The weakest parts of their teams uh, of the team is starting to be exploited, which is basically their defense overall. They have no pass rush. They can't stop the run late in games, especially. Their secondary is full of young players. Again, the Seahawks probably don't win this game, but do they lose by 10 in the NFL to a defense that's getting worse and worse? The answer is no, they do not. You got DK Metcalf. You got their tight ends. They know how to dink and dunk and do all the stuff. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They need to win to make the playoffs. And that's why they're going to play like they could win here. At least they're going to cover my best bet, Seahawks, plus 10. Love it, love it. And I love it when we have two best bets in the same game. Makes it even nice. more interesting. So. Nice. Now it is time. We have hinted at it. We have talked about it in some of these bets. It's time for our deep dive. And we're going to help answer the age-old question. How should we break down weather conditions to make us sharper betters? It's a great question and a perfect one for this week. Weather can absolutely impact a game, right? But what's worse? Is it rain? Is it snow? Cold temperatures? Or is it wind? Or... Is it like a combination of all of those things? And more importantly to us, what do the stats tell us? Then the next question is, how do we handicap a bad weather game? Should we start looking to bet the over-unders instead of a spread? Let's break down one of the cold weather games this week that we both bet on. The Seattle Seahawks and the Chiefs minus 10. The forecast, we kind of mentioned it earlier, sunny but incredibly cold, six degrees at kickoff with 13 mile per hour winds. When we look at the stats alone, there are no real impacts when the temperature ranges between 55 and 85. When the temp dips 25 to 55, passing production dips 5%. And when the tip 
that when the temp goes down below 25 degrees, passing production dips 8%. Yeah, that's pretty significant right there. And for this game, it's going to feel like minus 10 mm-hmm. with the wind chill. That's cold. I've been to Arrowhead Stadium and weather like this, it, for fans, it's beyond miserable. It's really, really cold. But for the players, especially the quarterbacks, Geno Smith has is, is been in the league for a decade. Like He's seen it all. He's played college ball at West Virginia where – it, it can get windy. It snows a lot, too. Uh, he played in New York. And he just said in a press conference the other day this week that he doesn't do anything differently in cold weather other than just make sure he throws passes to uh, that his guys can catch. For Patrick Mahomes, he said kind of the same thing. Cold is what it is. He doesn't change a thing. Just maybe wears a neck warmer. That's about it. <laughs> Look, I, I personally don't. What's that? Go ahead. That dude's tough. So tough. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. He, he's incredible. Remember that he uh, kind of dislocated his kneecap one of those cold weather games oh my god uh, yes. as well just snapped Finished it back it. in place he was fine Come yeah on. unbelievable right. neck warmer that's all he needs <laughs> look i personally I, I i didn't handicap this game uh that much just because of the cold i i still think the hawks cover by 10 you like the over I mean, what do you think do you agree here I, I agree if there were weather that was cold with rain or cold with wind i probably would have stayed off it but uh, I, I still like the over here and I, we still got a little built in variance with the over being higher than what the total is. So I still like the over there. Nice. Next. Hey, let, yeah. Transition, uh, transition to our, uh, next, uh, game here, John. Yes. We got Jaguars jets, that pesky Thursday night kind of football game. And to throw a little extra factor in there, it's a wet weather game. The forecast calls for 45 degrees and rain. We just talked about temperatures, and I don't consider 45 degrees extreme, so I don't think that's a factor. However, it becomes really difficult to handicap on rain by itself because there's usually another factor like wind with the rain. Overall, the presence of rain decreases passing production by 12%, but according to statistics, it doesn't impact field goal tries like you might think. That's because in the rain, teams don't attempt longer field goals. And for handicapping a close game, we should be looking at how good kickers are on shorter field goals. Yeah, we should. And we did that. So for the Jets, Greg Zerline is your kicker. 25 for 30 overall. 28 for 29 and extra points. He's pretty solid from short range as well. 13 for 13. For the Jags, Riley Patterson is your kicker. 23 for 27 overall. But again, 14 for 15 from shorter kicks, 29 for 30 and extra points. So I, I think it's a wash still for this game. Doesn't change a pick for me as much as again, the poor quarterback, the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. Yes. He's going to have more impact in this game than anything else, even including the wind. It's only it's about 16 miles per hour, which is it's kind of closer to average wind speed in the NFL than you think. But I, I mean, what do you think? Is it going to be the weather or Zach Wilson? Yeah. Well, you got a combination here. Uh, The weather doesn't affect the bet for me, but if it were Mike White, I probably would pass on this with the weather. But Zach Wilson, oh, come on. This guy throws more to – he's going to throw more to the other team than he gets his own guys. So I I love that bet. I'm I'm sticking with the Jags here. Yeah, I do too. And if it's a little balmy out too, the weather, the football, it doesn't get slippery. It gets kind of sticky actually on that leather. I mean, it, just think about when you're a kid throwing it outside in the rain, you know, you, you just know. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, we talked about wind a little bit. And speaking of wind, we've got two games where the cold and the wind will definitely 
factors. Let's break these suckers down. We've got the Bills at Chicago. Four degrees at kickoff with 22 mile per hour winds, which will make it feel like with the wind chill, minus 17. That hurts. Yeah. Saints at Cleveland. You got the Saints coming from the south from a dome stadium. Eight degrees at kickoff, 27 mile per hour winds, almost 30 miles per hour with the wind chill. It's going to feel like minus 13, John. These these games and the weather. I think I think the weather in these two games could actually have a bigger impact than that Buffalo game with the snow. Absolutely. Uh, According to the stats, wind has greater impact on the games than rain, snow, or the cold. Every passing metric decreases as wind speed increases. Passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion percentage, QB rating, so many more. Wind also impacts passing production much more than passing efficiency because teams throw less in high winds. And overall, decrease in production in the games we're talking about will be two times larger than with no wind at all. So that yeah. is a huge variance. Yeah, that's significant. I mean, two times that's significant, two times larger. So let's break it down a little bit further. So when we look at passing this game, because we want to look at passing, of course, because we got some pretty good and decent quarterbacks in, in these games. We we have to look at rushing because it could come to that, come down to that. And we'll look at kicking as well. Let's start with passing. So we've got Josh Allen in that first game against Justin Fields. Who's the better throwing QB, John? Oh, gotta go with Allen. I think you're right. I think you're right. So who's the better running QB in this game? I still like Allen. If you like that type of style, bowl you over. That's a tough one. I, I, Yeah, and you got the Bills defense as a factor, too. I, I think you're right on that one. All right, let's break the other one down. Andy Dalton versus, versus Deshaun Watson. Who's better throwing? Who's better running? Oh, when you put it in those terms, I got to go with Watson. I think you're right. I think you're right, especially Dalton coming up in that cold weather. I, I think you're right. Let's move on to rushing. Bills versus Bears. Singletary, the Bills running back, and you got Allen. Combined, they have 1,300 yards and 10 TDs. On the other side, you got Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, 1,300 yards and nine TDs. But Justin Fields alone has 1,000 yards rushing and eight TDs. Nuts. (laughs) Who's got the edge there? God, unbelievably, I'm going to say Chicago. I can't believe I, I said Chicago has an edge. <laughs> you don't want to say it, but ah, oh, does is that the balance? Very interesting. It makes that point spread, which I think is it was at nine. Uh, I, I think that's really, really interesting. So Saints and Browns, you got Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, and I combine those two because. I think you just have to. Yeah. Uh, thousand yards combined rushing um, in six TDs between the two of them, and then on the other side, you got Nick Chubb is the best running back by far on on the on the Browns. Twelve hundred yards on his own and twelve TDs, but he's injured. He's got a foot injury. Uh, so uh, what do you do there? Kind of leaning a little Saints, right? Right. That oh. sounds crazy. Don't want to. Yeah, and you got injuries on the defensive side as well. Best player, um, defensive end for the Browns. He may not be playing this game. He's, he was injured as well. Yep. I don't know. All right, let's talk kicking. So I, I looked these up. All the games are pretty much a wash, except for one game, John. The Browns. The Browns kicker. Cade York, worst kicker by far out of the bunch. 22 for 30 overall. I think that's significant. In the NFL, you're missing that many. Does this game come down to a field goal? Does the weather affect that? 
Do you make a decision not to go for like a, a 39 or a 45 yard field goal at the end of the game because of those winds and the cold? What do you do? You don't want to come down to that guy. That's for sure. Right. Uh, I think it's just fascinating. All of this. So, which makes you think, you know, do you look at the unders instead in these games, you got the bills and, and bears, the over under is 40 saints and Browns are 32, which is, which seems sounds low. What do you do there? Oh, today, while I was doing my massive weather research, sir, <laughs> I actually came across an interesting stat here. So when the wind goes over 20 miles an hour, the magic number for the books is 38. That's the magic total. So usually it goes under 38 almost every time when the wind is 20 miles an hour or bigger. Now, in that game with New Orleans, the book adjusted huge, and they put that total at 32. You want to know something interesting about that? Have you ever seen a total that low, Luke? No, never. That is the lowest total in the last 30 years. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. So it's it's gonna tick back up, but uh that that is a crazy total, 32 points. So for me on that game, I'm staying away from that. But that 40, that kind of looks like an under to me. Kind of looks like a little lean to the under for me. Yeah, I like the 40. Uh as soon as I saw that and I thought about weather, and then I and then I broke it down a little bit more. I'm I'm definitely leaning under 40 there. For sure, because of weather and just some of the Bills things they've done lately. Uh, you know, the Bears are kind of that wild card. You don't know what's going to happen. And, and Fields could have a great run. You never know. He could have a great yeah. rushing game. And they're running backs, too. Uh, but, yeah, that Saints-Browns game, that 32, that freaked me out at first. I didn't know what yeah. to think of that. I thought to myself, well, just bet the over, bet the over. You know, but then you start thinking about, you know, it, what if Chubb doesn't play? You know, they've got some players here and there they can compensate, but I think there's still a lot of question marks around around Watson. Yeah, I just don't know. And and with this game, too, I also saw with the Browns game here, the Browns and the Saints, you get the wind, you get the you get the cold. And now I'm seeing there's possible snow at game time. Hmm. Like you got all three weather factors hitting you. No, so snow is still they're just looking at it now and they're starting to think, hey, there could be snow here. So uh it, does that does that total go even lower? Like I don't want to be the I don't want to be the guy that bets the over. <laughs> like how low is it gotta go before you bet the over on that game? Do you do you tease it? Ooh. Do you tease both of these on the under? I don't even I don't even know if uh twenty six is safe to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, you could be looking at a at a, at a nine three to ten or something nine there. three, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, well, maybe it's just touchdowns, right? Maybe it's like a I don't know. It's it, maybe it's a ten seven game. Someone hits a it's a fifteen yarder seven zero <laughs> six zero because Kate York misses oh, the extra point. Oh, <laughs> right. There you go. That one. You know what? That one with that number and everything. That one's a uh, for me. That's a stay away game for me. There's just too too much. We I'll don't tell you we what. haven't seen it. This is a unique year for the NFL. They wanted parity and they got it. And yeah. we've seen the most unders this year. And we've seen the most uh, blowouts in those situations and odd situations as well. It's an odd year for the NFL. I'm going to go for it, man. I think I'm not making it a best bet. Just hear me out. It's not a best bet. But I, I'm going to bet that under. You know why? Ooh. Just to say I did. I'm going to put oh. a unit. I'm going to put a unit on that under. I like it. Folks, this is the same man 
that called the Navy over on the 16-year stretch, and you got it right. Army Navy. Are you convincing me to do this? <laughs> All right, let's recap these yeah. best bets, Luke. Let's do it. Go for it. So going back to the sunshine again, the Hawaii Bowl, I love San Diego State, uh, minus seven there. And then the Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor versus Air Force. My best bet there, Air Force plus four. I will go plus three and a half. I'm not sure about I'm not sure about three. If it goes to three, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Is it time for the quick bowl? It is time New Mex- for the quick bowl. Quick bowl. Look, I don't even know what that is, but it's New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. I know that. And my best bet in that one is the over 47 and a half to the Independence Bowl, Louisiana Lafayette. Raging Cajuns versus the Houston Cougars. Best bet in this one. I'm taking the over. It's going to be a shootout. I don't know why, but it is 56 and a half to the NFL. He's hot on the Cougars. I like Seattle at the Chiefs. The extreme cold won't stop the scoring. Best bet over 49 and a half. And the Jaguars at the Jets. Rain won't impact the game. My best bet there, plus one. And I'm going into the weekend a winner on Thursday night football. Yeah, you are. Bengals of the Patriots. The Pats defense will play great in this game at home. My best bet, the Patriots, plus three and a half. I've got it at plus three right now. I'm going to wait for that hook. I love it with the hook. The Seahawks, Chiefs, I'm also hitting this game at a different angle. I love my Seahawks to cover the spread, plus 10. Those are way too many points in the NFL. Folks, that is going to do it the daddy sharps podcast this week and remember always gamble responsibly and within your means and the bets that we share are based on our own research we don't always win and be sure to check us out on social media look for daddy sharps on facebook and at daddy sharps on instagram and twitter and we will be back next week with all of our best bets and much more but first john sir who is your daddy We are. Stay sharp, everyone.